Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Would you boo a franchise lead? I thought it was insidious that they boo Russell Wilson when he came out onto the field. Even before kickoff. And then when he came out for their first series, they're booing him again. And so I had a back and forth on Twitter. You might have seen it with our good friend Zig Fracassi from Sirius XM NFL Radio. And I said, why on earth would they boo Russell Wilson? How tasteless. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. I'm going to make a prediction right now. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. And I uh, expect that we've got the moose, Darren DuPont, with us. I know that we have NFL expert Jim Lang coming up in hour two. There he is. Hey, Moose, I can tell you that it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. We got through a lot of last hours. You saw. Nice to see you again. Um, what did I say? This is like that day where your teacher goes, <laughs> you might as well have just admitted. I didn't prepare anything for today. So you guys, let's just have story time for 43 minutes. Or let's have show and tell. If you want to go yeah. to elementary school, you know, or you guys get caught up on your homework because I didn't prepare anything. Now, I did prepare no. stuff and we've had a we've had a heck of a show, obviously. Yeah. But I want to I want to tell you a couple things. Um, this is what's awesome about this show. We're pulling everybody in from all over the continent. And let me just walk my mind back for a second. One, my cousin Chris is watching in medicine hat. And Christine said that my writer stories are funny. And she says, 35 more days only till my Raptors are back. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uncle, I'm just learning college football. I'm getting ready for the NHL season. Trying to stay on top of the NFL. Don't come at me with the NBA. Please, not yet. Allie, Allie girl is watching in Texarkana, Texas right now. And with regards to me saying I'm, I'm over what's happened in Saskatchewan with the Rough Riders with me, obviously I am. Allie says, let it go. Let it go. You have to let it go. Yeah. Wayne in BC says, yes, Rod, I found that as I've gotten older, especially the last 10 or so years, I've been able to get over things easier. I think it might just be experience in life. In your case, Wayne, I hope that's true. Most people need help. <laughs> Listen, for me, I want to tell everybody something. You know this because you had a front row seat. But for me, I've got, well, it was started a year ago with eh, about December with three life coaches. Now I'm up to like five. I got a counselor, a sponsor, a Reiki master, and I call them the dream team. And for me, 48 years in Sask. I'm like, I wanted to go see what else is out there. I wanted to see. Because I'm pretty sure I know what's in Sask. I want to see what else is out there. And it has been a hell of a lot of fun, obviously. Look what's happening. Look, look what's happening. Okay? So that's one. I, and then two. Yeah, yeah go ahead. You if, jump in. Well, you I, jump in. If I, if I can on that, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. Because most people won't do that, man. And you got one crack at this whole thing. 
So you should do what makes you happy. You should experience as many things as you want to experience. You know, when I put a post out on Instagram and it was kind of on that same thing, right? I'm like, I'm starting to realize it's like, I enjoy playing tennis. I enjoy, you know, calling games. I enjoy doing this show. I enjoy doing so many different things. And it's just like, then do them. You know, you want to be in the sun. You want to be in Florida. You want to come back here and watch some junior hockey once in a while. You want to go to the college games. You want to go to Phoenix. Go do it. You only have one chance to uh, to live this life. So I admire it. Yeah. And it's all coming full circle. And I'm sprinkling in comments from the viewers. Allie still walks in, watching in Texarkana. She says, uh, but did I say that's the home of Tracy Lawrence? Did I tell you? I love Tracy no. Lawrence. Sticks and stones. Stick. Time marches on. That's the home of Tracy Lawrence. Texarkana, Texas. Um, Ryan in Toronto says, it's overload sometimes, Rod. That's how I feel when people ask me about the XFL. I'm not ready yet. No, but I know how to deal with that. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod seems more mellow now than in the past. And that is a fact. And this is the, this is the part that, to me, I don't really understand why I got so many people coming to me for help in life in a variety of areas. Career, obviously addiction recovery, mental health issues. I'm like, I've botched so many things. I've been through so much crap. But why, like, why are you coming to me? And, uh, but my life coaches are like, they are. So just use the benefit of your experience and help them out. And the more that I help people, the better my life gets. It's weird, right? And don't expect to get anything else in return. And if you have that expectation, you'll get way more back than you ever have. Enough about that. I'm just saying that. And I'm going to get to the flames, by the way, in the Ottawa Senators. But again, Chris Sanford, you know, from Albany, New York, he keeps popping into my, my head. What, what did he say? Other than, how's Darren, how's Darren doing with his Titans losing? How's Darren? How are you doing with your <laughs> Titans losing? Because you know, man, you watch these college football games on the weekend, like with the way Texas lost to Alabama or the way Notre Dame lost, obviously to drop to 0-3, and then watching the Manti Teo uh, series on Netflix, showing the national championship when they got their ass kicked by Alabama. The fans were in the crowd just like there'd been a death in the family. I'm like, you should be so happy that the biggest problem in your life is that your team lost on the weekend. And that's not to discount what it is. It's probably important to you. Yeah. But compared to what other people are dealing with, it's not that big a deal. So how are you doing that the Titans lost? I'm doing okay. And it's important, though, to, like, get – it's cool, like, to get wrapped up in it. And I felt bad. I was literally down, you know, when they lost that game and missed the kick. And that's, that's cool. But I've gotten a point now, like, I let that last about 10 to 15 minutes. And then I put it into perspective. And then I move on. So I do. I feel really miserable. And that's why we love sports. You feel the highs and the lows. But then, hey, go out on the tennis court. I was in a tennis tournament. So it's like, go play and put that in the rearview mirror. It's over now and move on. Well, sure. And if I can just say, I said flames and I'm going to talk about the flames. But I don't mind saying, you do need help with this. I'm like, Wink, I'm good on you, man. If you could pull this out on your own, because I've had 21 hours of CBT. Cognitive behavioral therapy, which is completely rewiring the way that you think. And sports was part of it, honestly. So when Dak Prescott broke his thumb Thursday night or Sunday night, I was like, ah, moving on to the Dolphins. I'm living here anyways. 
you know? Um, yeah. Allie, <laughs> Allie says, Colin Ray was from DeQueen, Arkansas, near here. I was thinking of Colin Ray, too. Um, didn't he sing Little Red Rodeo? Yes. Oh, I am that's a good song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Love Me, Between Now and Then, Until I See You Again, I'll Be Loving You, Love Me. Why does this stick in my head? Um, <laughs> it's in my oh, head Darren. Now. Well, I'm thinking about Tom Brady and Giselle and what Giselle came out with on Tuesday. And she said, I've done my part. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It's like Vince Carter. It's over. And it's like that song by uh, Billy, uh, Billy, uh, it'll come to me. You old time folks. It's uh, you and me. We just we just disagree. Billy Dean, Billy Dean. Billy Dean. It's a song. Yeah, yeah. We just disagree. Listen, I went in here in the break and I was shaking the dew off my lily, and uh, the song was echoing in my head. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad ain't guy. No bad it's just guy. you yeah. and me, and we just disagree. It's a song about what Tom and Janelle are going through, that you didn't do anything wrong, and you didn't do anything wrong, but we can't agree. How the hell did we get into this? <laughs> <laughs> um, Elam, Elam Wilson watching on YouTube says, sometimes I wonder if it would be easier to watch sports without emotional ties to favorite teams. These Leafs are killer. Spend the time on it. It ain't that hard. Like I said, I've been waiting six months for the Cowboys to kick off the season, and Sunday night, uh, the season ended, and it reminded me of 2015. I'm, trust me, we're going to get to the Flames, but it just reminded me of calling that game, I'll never forget. Our star quarterback, Darian Duran, pops his Achilles just before the half. I called the game. And he didn't even get touched. He popped his Achilles. And I knew the game was over. Or, sorry, the, series, the season was over. And I was driving a bunch of people home after the game, because I'm good like that. And that was my first year of sobriety. And I remember, like, crinkling my fingers into the steering wheel of my car because the people on the back seat are like, Rod, and they're, they're drunk, of course. How come you're in such a bad mood? Come on, let's have fun. Let's go out. The season is over. <laughs> and I knew it because Darian Durant popped his Achilles. <laughs> Same thing for Dak, whether he comes back or not. Um, oh, breaking news from the Canadian Football League. This is interesting. The Edmonton Elks have signed quarterback Taylor Cornelius to a two-year extension for our CFL peeps. There's going to be a reason why Chris Sanford from Albany, New York, who told me today the Giants have only been 1-0 one time in the last 12 years. Kind of talks like Bobby Vespesiani, our former <laughs> assistant GM. You've heard me talking about Bobby. Bobby, why do we need to sign this guy? Because better is better. Anyways, Jim Berenger's watching on Altus Optimum Cable in New Jersey. And says, um, he sent me a tweet from Wes Gilbertson, our good friend from the Calgary Sun. He says, Flames defenseman Mackenzie Weger on a negotiations on a contract extension. Quote, we're trying, we're trying to get something done. 
hopefully we can get something done soon. Mackenzie Weger, of course, coming in the trade from the Florida Panthers. And <laughs> here's my thought. 11-11, where you are, one eleven Eastern here. I got to stay out of the comments because it's causing... It's causing squirrel moments. So everybody just pipe down for a second. <laughs> I want... I, I said it. I'm the teacher, you two, that didn't prepare the lesson for today's class. So it's like, you guys, what do you want to talk about? Just wheel Those in the, the TV on the yeah. cart, right? Movie day. I know those were the best days. Uh, <laughs> Chad in Winnipeg says, LOL, I've been a Bombers and Redskins fan my whole life. So talk about depressed sports fan. Thank God for the last few years of the Bombers. What those Bomber fans are going through, I am so happy for them. For them. Because I've seen a lot of them are really good friends of mine, like the sports doctor, like really good friends, man. When I was down in life, the doc was there. That guy never left my side. You'd have thought he was a real doctor. So to see them win back-to-back Grey Cups and just the fun that they're having, and they're not poking any crap at Ryder fans at all. They're just loving what they're doing, and I love it. Anyways, I was thinking about talking about the Ottawa Senators on the show today because we have a lot of viewers in the nation's capital. We're carried out there on cable, Rogers and Kojiko, obviously. But then I get this email from the NHL about the Flames. And today's featured team is the Calgary Flames. And I thought, Darren, just from, you're not a Flames fan per se. You're a Leafs fan. But you've been to the games. You've watched the games. Yeah. Is it as easy as plucking out Johnny Hockey and Matthew Kachuk, Chucky, plucking out Gaudreau and Kachuk, and plugging in Nazem Kadri and Hubert Owen? Away we go. And then throw in Mackenzie Weger, too, who I watched play live probably. 25 to 30 games last year, he might end up being the bell of the ball. He might be the steal in the whole thing. But can Flames fans who their team won the division last year realistically, realistically expect it's plug and play? Because at the forward position, it's not really. But clearly it is with goalies. Matt Murray was in Ottawa. Now he's in Toronto. Darcy Kemper was in Colorado. Now he's in Washington. And Jack Campbell was in Toronto. And now he's in Edmonton. Like, who cares? Plug and play. Can the Flames expect that with their new guys? They might even be better. You know, if you can get the production out of Kadri and Huberto, which isn't a stretch to think that they could replace what Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk bring to the organization. I mean, obviously, maybe not to that level in terms of number of points, but they should be up there. And then you've added Uyghur on the back end. They might be better, you know, post uh, um, the offseason. But, you know, it's not that easy because it's locker room culture. It's all of that. Now that has to be built. And how long did it take to build that in Calgary? Was it a year? Was it two? Was it when Daryl came? Was it three years? How long did it take to build it? Maybe they can get it going right away. On paper, the skill levels, you know, plug and play, but there's so many other intangibles. And that's what I think people need to understand. And like, listen, I've known it. I forgot it for a while, but it's come back. The NHL is a massive global brand, and the CFL wants to be. It ain't. So we can sit and talk about the Calgary Flames and people will care. Trust me, they will around North America. They don't care about the Toronto Argonauts. I'm sorry. And I really noticed it sitting in Theo Fleury's living room and just the messages that he was getting from all around the world on various things. Theo is a global figure, whether you like it or not. 
And just from our viewers here, number one, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, yes, I'm, I have to admit I'm jealous of the Bomber fans right now. Wayne, man, I would love to have an hour with you. It would take more than one. Yeah, I just said, enjoy the good times. I'm jealous. It's one of the seven deadly sins. I'm jealous. I hate that. I hate jealousy. And John in Edmonton says, Rod, what do you have to say to the Edmonton Elk fans who want to abandon their team? You know what I have to say? Go ahead. Bye. And we'll see you when the team's winning again. If you want to leave, leave. <laughs> that goes for you too, Moose. Maybe we'll see you in overtime. Maybe we won't. But we're talking to Jim Lang next, right? All right. All right. Thanks, Moose. This has been fun. Our uh, Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, joins us next. It's the Rod Peterson Show, and you are watching on the Game Plus Television Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states. We're live streaming on YouTube and on the radio now in Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. RP Show continues. Always fun. Always fun. Talking to Jim Lang about anything. And Canada's foremost NFL expert joins us to uh, look back a little bit at week one in the NFL and this upcoming week two, which gets kicked off Thursday night with the first is the Amazon Prime deal, correct? Jim, Jim can talk about it all with us. He joins us from Southern Ontario today. There he is. Hey, Jim, good to see you, my man. What's new in your world, brother? Well, Rod, I got two kids back in university, and uh, it's kind of quiet around the house and gives me a little extra time to watch football and just uh, live in the dream. boy, Good to hear it. Good to hear it. Um, first, I can't open this up without just looking back at week one. What were your biggest takeaways of the National Football League? Well, I think the Steelers and Mike Tomlin have to feel very proud about themselves. Uh, a new era. Mitch Trubisky, at quarterback, playing the Bengals. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was phenomenal. Alex Highsmith was great, and they lost T.J. Watt and still won the game. I thought that was quite significant. Uh, I mean, I thought the Chiefs would be good, but even by Patrick Mahomes' standard, that was phenomenal. I, I, I saw the performance I expected uh, out of Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I, we talked about potential growing pains with the Green Bay Packers and new receivers and no Devontae. Smith and uh, Devontae Adams, and while well, we saw it, I think there was a lot of frustration from the coaching staff, from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and the, then the days afterwards, talking about, hey, preaching patience and all that, almost preparing the Packer fans that this is going to be kind of rough the first few weeks of the season Why the receivers got to know Rodgers, and Rodgers almost trains the receivers for what he needs, but for the Vikings, that's a win. They will take all the time and a, a great way to start the season, and uh, good on Saquon Barkley and Brian Dable for the way they gutted out that win against the Titans. That was very impressive. 
Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Giants fans down here in South Florida, which would not surprise you, obviously. Uh, old geezers, as they say, from the movie Slapshot, uh, from the Northeast, <laughs> living down here. Uh, no, but Chris, he's not an old geezer. He kicked my butt on the, in the gym today. So, <clears throat> uh, what do you, I don't, I'm loath to talk about a player's personal life, but now Giselle's kind of made it public. Um, the Tom Brady-Giselle situation. Tom didn't show any signs or rust. Let's, let's talk about that. 19-3 win for Tampa Bay in primetime at Dallas on Sunday night, but it doesn't look like uh, things are good between Tom and his bride, and that's very unfortunate. It is. I mean, he did allude to it before, after he took the 11-day break, Rod. He kind of mentioned he's going through some things in his personal life, and, you know, then it sort of slipped before Giselle spoke that, that she was kind of upset that after the, having this family meeting that he was going to retire from football after accomplishing everything beyond anything a quarterback or anyone in the NFL could have ever hoped for, deciding, no, actually, I'm going to play again. And, um, you know, if you're someone who's been married to Tom for a long time, basically a single mother uh, through football season, and when I say football season, that starts with mini camp in the spring, all through training camp in the summer. So there's really only a few months of the year where he's not in the facility doing stuff all the time, where he's actually with the family all the time. So the other eight, nine months of the year, it's all Giselle. And after all these years and all he's accomplished, for him to turn back on his word after saying to Giselle and the kids that, hey, I'm going to retire, I, I can see why she's upset. I can totally get it. He said, wait, I thought you were done with this. Why, why are you going back? And you know, I, I personally, I think it's the the drug that is the locker room in pro sports. You talk to any player beyond, you know, the fame and fortune and the victories that that it's almost that safe space in the locker room, in the dress room where you're just with the guys and you're away from everything. It's hard to give that up. And I think for Tom, that's all he's known for so long. I think he's having trouble giving that up. And he just the. Just being around the guys, the process of practicing, preparing for a game, and those moments in the locker room after a win where it's just you and the players and coaches, right now is a drug he can't quit. I agree, and to be honest, you and I have been around this game a long time, both media and sports, and uh, <laughs> when the partner says it's me or the job, it's a tale as old as time, and uh, it doesn't usually end very nice, not with two happy no. people, that's for sure. No. But anyways, uh, moving on. A lot of talk being made down here about the Patriots coming in here on Tuesday to get ready for the Dolphins in the heat. <laughs> Did it help? I feel like the good days are over for the New England Patriots, Jim. I really do. They got embarrassed 20-3 to by the Dolphins here on Sunday afternoon. They did, but I would like to give a little credit to Mike McDaniel, the new coach, and the Dolphins and um, what they did. Um, you know, they got Tariq Hill in the offseason. Uh, it's an exciting team. It's setting up for a great game on Sunday, a week two matchup with the Dolphins and Ravens. And I, I was a Mike McDaniel fan as an assistant coach, an offensive coordinator in San Francisco. And you can see why he was so sought after and so well-liked and so wanted in South Florida to take over the Dolphins. I think they're in good hands. Now, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Ravens, but I think what a lot of people around the NFL saw what Miami did to New England and well, how Mike McDaniel was so prepared against Bill Belichick a lot of people went, whoa, and start to pay attention, pay a little respect to the Dolphins and what they're all about and what Mike McDaniel's all about. I mean, that's the kind of debut that you want. I mean, there's a lot of new coaches in the NFL. Um, think about Nathaniel Hackett and what he's going through, having to say, oh, I blew it. 
I should have actually went for it instead of kick the field goal. Well, no one's talking about that in Miami, about blowing anything. They're actually talking about how bright of a future there is with the Dolphins, what a great fit he is with the players they have, how the players are responding to him, and how this is going to be a fantastic matchup with the Dolphins and Ravens with two very talented teams in the weekend. Well, I'm going to turn this over to the viewers in a second. They got a lot of questions for you, but this is my first, uh, sorry, second year covering the NFL, being in the facilities, talking to the guys. And what I've realized, Jim, and you've been doing this way longer, it's really no different than the CFL or any of the other leagues that I covered just to scale. Mountains become molehills in the NFL. And my point is, Lamar Jackson doesn't come to a term, an agreement with the Ravens on the weekend, right? Going into the season, he's from Mm -hmm. here, Pompano Beach. And the Dolphins fans are already salivating over Lamar Jackson quarterbacking Miami next year. And here's Tua going, um, hello, I'm here. You wanted Deshaun Watson, you couldn't get him. We found out you wanted Tom Brady, you couldn't get him. I think Tua's got a massive chip on his shoulder. And that, for that reason, I think he's going to go into Baltimore and spank him with a lot of talent around I, him. I mean, we saw what Geno Smith did with Seattle. A lot of people have written him off and look at the performance he had with the Seahawks. and. I mean, Tua was a fantastic NCAA quarterback. Let's not forget about his pedigree coming into the NFL. Absolutely. So let's give a little credit to the coaching staff of Mike McDaniel and how they're working with Tua because some coaches work better with some quarterbacks and vice versa. And so far, we're seeing a good marriage between the two and McDaniel and the coaching staff working to the the strengths of Tua. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying about Lamar Jackson, but It'll be interesting to see what happens if, if right after the season, if the Ravens, I mean, part of it is they're going to have to look at their cap in general. The Green Bay Packers blew their cap out of the water, making sure Aaron Rodgers was signed up and they lost arguably the top two or three receiver in the league for cap purposes. So that's part of the, I think the, uh, the agenda for the Ravens in the front office is doing the math. Okay. We will have to pay him this much for this month's money. Who are we going to lose? Because we're going to lose somebody as a cap casualty. There's no way around it when you pay someone that much money in the NFL. Uh, Tank and Estevan says, can you please ask Jim about the Vikings? Can Kirk and Jefferson keep it up? And what does he think about the new look defense? We had Cynthia Freeland on last week from NFL Network. She said the numbers are saying the Vikings are a team that's going to surprise. I guess she's right. What are you seeing there? I I what I'm seeing is how really special Justin Jefferson is a receiver. I mean, I always thought Kirk Cousins was a a, a really competent professional NFL tier two quarterback. I'm not putting him in Patrick Mahomes category, but he's definitely a, he's got an arm and he can play. But Justin Jefferson is a game changing receiver, and he's the kind of receiver that you have to game plan around. And we saw glimpses of that as when he was broken to the league, and now you're realizing. Uh, through his work in the offseason, through his film work, through his study, through his relationship with Kirk Cousins, um, they've got an absolutely game-breaking receiver in Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. And yeah, the defense is better. Yeah, Kirk Cousins look really good. But I think if I'm anytime I'm playing against the Vikings, I'm like, what are we going to do? Like the Eagles have got to figure out a way to stop Justin Jefferson. And this is an interesting game for the Vikings and the Eagles going into week two. And for the Vikings, if they get that ball of Justin Jefferson and let him do what he does. There's no reason why they can't beat the Eagles and be 2-0 to start the season. They're definitely good enough, but Jefferson, to me, is a special player. Sometimes maybe because he's in Minnesota, I don't know, he doesn't get talked about enough, but I think you're starting to see people around the league start to take notice of what a special player he is in his ability to get separation, 
and catch balls. We, we, we saw this weekend, there's a lot of fundamentals that were missed in the NFL that maybe because of the, the a lack of reps in the preseason and training camp, a lot of players didn't play much in the preseason or not at all. And there were some teams where there was blocking, fundamental blocking, tackling, <laughs> catching the ball, kicking the ball. It, 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 was, it was sloppy at times, but not with Justin Jefferson. He obviously did the work because I just thought he had a fabulous week, and I just think he's going to have a great year and end up being one of the top receivers in the NFL, not just the NFC. 184 yards in week one. Um, Tank. I mean, that's. I mean, uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Jennifer, Jennifer no, from the Four Seasons one. Go, go ahead, Jim. Finish that up. I was just going to say, and that's just a taste of what's to come. I mean, he's going to be very special. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, your thoughts on the Thursday night matchup? Chargers, Chiefs. Well, I, I mean, I'm really high on Justin Herbert, and I think the key to all of it is Khalil Mack. He was an absolute force of nature for the Chargers in week one, uh, a forced fumble, three sacks, and, you know, played like the Khalil Mack. As a Raiders fan, it pains me to say this, that, you know, that's <laughs> when he's with the Raiders. Um, but um, he's, he's a special player, and if you can't get pressure on Patrick Mahomes and you can't get him out of his comfort zone, you see what happens. I mean, he's still got Travis Kelsey. He's still got a feel for the game. And Patrick Mahomes has an ability to throw balls. <clears throat> Technically, you shouldn't throw. Like off your back foot, off balance, slinging it like a, a, like a shortstop, trying to fling it to first base, but it's always on target. So, and I think for Andy Reid and the Chiefs, they realize that the Chargers are going to be one of those teams they're going to have to beat in their division. But finding a way to deal with Khalil Mack is, is going to be a challenge. I mean, Justin Herbert's going to do what Justin Herbert does. He's going to throw 280, 320 yards, through three touchdowns. That's what he does every week. But trying to find a way to game plan and, and scheme for Khalil Mack is going to be a big challenge for the Chiefs. And that's, to me, that's the key to the game. Can I ask you this? My cousin, Christine, in Medicine Hat, says one word, cards. They had their doors cool. blown off by Kansas City. And I wonder how much of this is just overreaction because it is only week one. Like, or, or are they that bad? No, I, I think what people aren't giving enough um, uh, news, I guess news about talking about enough with the Cardinals is just how injured they were going into week one and how many key players on both sides of the ball were missing and not able to play. And right now in the NFL, you, you, you can't miss that many key players because the margin for error is so slim and expect to be competitive, let alone against really, really good teams. But I think the Cardinals, when they're healthy, I'd like to see what they do for a good two or three-game stretch. I think there is a lot of talent there and a lot of potential there. But when you're missing that many players with injury at key positions on both sides of the ball, and you're, you know, you're playing a team like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes is playing like that, what are you going to do? I don't think there's many teams in the NFL, if they're banged up, are going to do well against the Chiefs of Patrick Mahomes hmm. when he's on his game. So I wouldn't be too hard in the cards quite yet. Last question. I think we got about, uh, let's go three minutes. We have a lot of West Coast viewers in both BC and through Washington, Oregon, and they want to know your take on what went down on Monday Night Football. The Seahawks, of course, upsetting the Denver Broncos 17-16, upsetting them based on what the line was. Denver was favored by six. What was your take on that wild Monday Night Football? It should never have come to, do they kick a field goal or not? You don't fumble the ball twice, third and one on the goal line. That can't happen in the NFL. You can do it once, but you can't do it twice. They fumbled twice. 
third and one on the one yard line. That's the game right there. So Nathaniel Hawkins should have been in the position. Then, you know, rookie coach, first game, a little overwhelmed. Uh, you know, you try a 64 yard field goal at altitude in Denver. You don't do it at sea level in Seattle yeah. in your opposing stadium. That's, I mean, at, in Denver, that kick probably goes through. But, but the, what got me is 30 plus seconds of wasted time before they called the timeout. And you spent and moved heaven and earth to get Russell Wilson in the offseason and gave up a very good tight end, no offense, and draft picks. Why not put it in his hands? That's why you got a player like that. You didn't want Drew Lockett with the ball in that position. You wanted Russell Wilson. So for Denver, that's one that's, you know, for the players and the coaching staff, that may come down to the end of the season, whether or not they're a division winner or wild card or they don't make the playoffs at all. And they're going to look back on that, and that's going to hurt because if they don't fumble twice, third and one in the one-yard line, and they actually let Russell Wilson do what he's paid to do and what he's capable of, maybe just maybe they win that game. But I think we should give some credit to Pete Carroll and the Seahawks uh, they were thoroughly prepared. Geno Smith looked good. I, I was. I mean, the, uni- the uniforms give me a headache. But um, good on Seattle and good on their fans. The twelfth man was alive and well. And that was that was a great atmosphere for a f- football game, especially on Monday night. In those cases, I call those uniforms their pajamas because that's what it looks like <laughs> they're wearing. Um, yeah. Jim, as always, I enjoy our visits, brother. Keep on keeping on. We'll do it again soon. Take care, guys. Jim Clubber Lang from Tirana. We'll be right back. Got a sports update coming up. And uh, just you and me, I think, the rest of the way. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television. Live streaming audio 24-7 at rodpeterson.com. And you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, everybody, we're back. Hope you're enjoying the show as much as we are bringing it to you. Jordan's directing. Tuna is producing. Producer Clark is away in Toronto catching some Blue Jays baseball, which we'll get to here in a second. Um, When I said it's just you and me, I think it might be just you and me the rest of the way. Moose has the open invitation always to come back for overtime. I just never know whether he's going to or not, and that's cool. I can handle it either way. Um, so this is interesting from the poll for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Very, very interesting. The poll question is, what's Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? There are only three. That means three teams get a bye this week. I'm stunned by the results of this poll. Um, your options, of course, are Friday night, Edmonton Elks at Saskatchewan. Saturday, the first of a doubleheader, Winnipeg at Hamilton. And then the second game is BC at Calgary. Running away with it with 65% of the vote is the BC Lions at the Calgary Stampeders. And I'm like, what? Why? Somebody got to tell me why that is. Because I would, if it would, Nathan Rourke was playing, yeah, I get it. But I don't know, you know he's not playing, right? Okay, Moose is back. Do we want? To, we can bring him in now if you want. 
Uh, hey, Moose, how are you? I, that was I not guess. me sending out the bat. That wasn't me sending out the bat signal. I mean, did I interrupt you from doing anything? Are you good or? No, I got you always. Um, no, I actually, um, people can go on right now. I just posted our NHL Stanley Cup uh, final predictions, your Stanley Cup final picks on our Instagram page. So uh, looking forward to seeing what comments roll in on that. But uh, you talked about the game of the week, if I can, for a second. Yeah, like we're sure. really interested in that Edmonton-Saskatchewan game because we want to know what Saskatchewan's all about. And, you know, it's Chris Jones coming back to Regina, but I get it. You know, BC and Calgary, I guess, are still fighting for home field in the playoffs. And who's going to fall into number two behind Winnipeg? And, and maybe we'll see more of Vernon Adams this week. I would kind of expect to. So there's some intrigue there. Yeah, well, hey, I'm not arguing it per se, but <laughs> I'm shocked that BC at, at Calgary's a rocket just taking off with it. And the thing is, uh, clearly I'm from Saskatchewan. As I said earlier this hour, spent 48 years there. I kind of get how things go, and I hear that people are like, oh, jumping off the bandwagon. Oh, we've turned off on the season. Oh, you know, I'm not supporting this team anymore. They say yeah. that, but I don't believe it. And um, no, I don't believe it at all. No. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, that surprises you, Rod? It's for second place. Yeah, for a week. It's not the 18th game of the season. Yeah, We'll see what the crowd is. They had over 30,000 for the Labor Day game. I'm not denigrating the game. What I'm saying is the poll results are saying, like, nobody cares about Sask Edmonton, which is one of the greatest rivalries in CFL history. So maybe what I'm hearing is because I'm not there in Sask, people are as down on the team as from what I hear. I heard it. I just didn't really believe it. Um, Cooper, Cooper writes in from Mississippi, and he says, Rod, do you know TSN's plan to replace Sarah? Or should I say to replace sarah <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> um yeah that's exactly what he said you, there it is it's on the screen rod do you know yeah. tsn's plan to replace sarah or should i say try oh i see try to replace sarah i got <laughs> oh. you cooper sorry takes me a while uh, i believe it'll be that it'll be brit dort but i can say and i know her personally as i think do you I know her yeah. brother better because he used to play for God's team, the Regina Path. I think it's going to be Britt Dork, but I don't know. TSN is doing some strange things. I would hire Britt Dort. I was just talking to a guy this morning about the Winnipeg Jets play-by-play job, and somebody was telling me that TSN's doing the hiring for the Jets. I'm like, if you think the Jets don't have at least 50% of the say in the hiring, then you're smoking some left-handed lettuce. But somebody was telling me they were going to hire an American, and I'm not going to say from where. And I'm like, nothing surprises me anymore. You could tell me that Bo Levi Mitchell got traded to the Toledo Mudhens. I would not be surprised. <laughs> not. They could hire the great Gazoo to be the voice of the Winnipeg Jets on TSN, and I would not be surprised. Not the way things are going in our business. So I think it'll be Britt Dort. And Cooper says, I understand, buddy. I appreciate you, Cooper. I think it'll be Britt Dort. I think it should be Britt Dort, but I don't know. Ken Friedman in the chat says, Elks lose. They're out of the playoff. Where's the franchise going? 
Riders lose, struggle to fill Mosaic Stadium until the Grey Cup. The game worries me. I think there's way more intrigue and drama attached to the Edmonton SAS game. I just do. So, again, not denigrating the game, just a little surprised by the poll on that. I got to say this too, by the way. I think you've heard me say this story, but I'll say it again. I love that I'm getting some mail now from Atlanta. I'm getting some viewers, people following on Twitter. They still have no idea what we're talking about. What is a Bo Levi? The team's called the Elks? Yeah, but it used to be the Eskimo. They have no clue. It's like we're on another planet. And it reminds me when, when I was doing my radio show, hosting the sports trip in my past job when I was voice of the Rough Riders, and we took it, 60 listeners down to Tampa Bay. And I was doing my sports show from Hulk Hogan's bar. Not joking. And I set up my gear like at, in the morning, because my show was late afternoon. So I set it up early afternoon. Set it up by the pool at Hulk Hogan's bar. You, gotta, you have to have been there to understand what it was like. It was so great. Imagine the Craven Country Jamboree grounds but with a roof over half of it, and Jimmy Hart working there, and volleyball courts. That's what it was. Uh, so I set up the game, and then they had, they had, we set up like a theater with seats and the pool, and it was overlooking the Gulf of Mexico. My God, I felt like I was hosting an ESPN show. So I left the gear up, left the radio on, and then I took off. We went somewhere, I don't know where. And the speakers, like the speakers were on. People were listening. All over Hulk Hogan's bar. When I came back, people came up to me and they said, excuse us, sir, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Canada, specifically Regina, Saskatchewan. Why? And they're like, we were listening to your radio station and you have like, what are closing grain prices? And you're taking requests for music, country music in the 50s? And then you've got cattle prices? And... Like, yeah, we do it all. They couldn't <laughs> believe it. So, yeah, they like it. I, they like it, you know, yeah. in these markets and at home. Anyways, we'll pause and be back with overtime right after this. <laughs> Hang on, everybody. It's the RP Show on Game Plus TV, uh, live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, 99.1 FM WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It's overtime. It's for the Four Seasons Sports Publisher, home for the National Football League. And the UFC, before we bring the Moose back on, we have some breaking news uh, as uh, part of the sports update here on this Wednesday. The Seattle Kraken of the National Hockey League have promoted Alexandra Mandricki to assistant general manager after three years as director of hockey strategy and research. Mandricki was one of the first front office hires by the Kraken. She becomes the sixth female assistant GM currently in the NHL. Alexandra Mandricki will join Ricky Olchek and Jason Botterill as assistant GMs working alongside general manager Ron Francis. She spent four seasons as an analyst for the Minnesota Wild before joining the Kraken. From Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators have signed forward Tyler Mott 
to a one-year, $1.35 million deal. The 27-year-old registered 15 points over 49 games with Vancouver last season before being shipped to the New York Rangers at the trade deadline. And week two in the NFL season kicks off Thursday with the L.A. Chargers at Kansas City. The game is the first of the NFL's exclusive deal with Amazon Prime for Thursday night contest. Los Angeles is trying to start 2-0 for the first time since 2012, while Kansas City is aiming for its fifth 2-0 start in the past six years. This sports update is for Dark Horse Bets, Woodbine's easy-to-use betting app that brings the excitement of live stream races right to you. Download for free today at PlayDarkHorse.com. For Ballers Rec Room, the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay. Let's bring in the moose, and uh, if I may, one last rant. Let me get it out of the way. It's not even really a rant, but Tacona Pally writes in all caps, no mention of Aaron Judge closing in on Roger Maris, Yankee record of 61 dingers. Uh, it was our second point, Tacona. Show up on time. We'll do the talking. You do the watching. Shut up. What was I saying earlier, Darren? Oh, Some people one, never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never, ever, ever going to get it. Yeah. We covered it off the time. Not just with this. Show up on time, 11 a.m. Central. We cover all the topic. So would you please shut your mouth about what we're not talking about because we talked about it already. Where were you? Okay. What's up with you? Because I got more points, but what, what's on your mind? No, keep keep going. I uh, I'm curious to see where we're going here. <laughs> okay. Well, I have no idea. I don't have any idea where we're going. That's why people. That's why they love the show. Yes. Ken Ken Friedman. This is the sucky thing. Ah. Uh, Ken on YouTube says XFL and USFL. Will they succeed? He says, it's all been done before. I don't know about that, but with Corey Chamlin announcing yesterday that he is joining the San Antonio team in the XFL, Heinz Ward's team, and then there's people going, oh, yeah, but it's the XFL. They're not even going to last. I'm like, why do people have to crap all over everything? I'm just so happy for Chain that he's now coaching in the XFL, and if you look at his Bio, he's coached NFL Europe, CFL, USFL, now XFL, and he's good enough to be in the National Football League chain. And I think one day he'll be there. But will those leagues survive? You and I can't answer that. Nobody can answer. We don't know, right? No, we don't know. The XFL is the one intriguer because of The Rock, right? And so the XFL has more credibility now than it's ever had. Um, in terms of the football community, you've got the rock running this and being involved and being at the camps. You've got guys like Heinz Ward. Is it Charles Woodson? That's now part of it as well. Um, that I don't know. Probably. So I think, I think Charles Woodson's going to coach a team, but you're getting more high end credibility with the leagues. And I think that's important. And players are going to want to play in the XFL. So I think it has the best chance that it's ever had. If it doesn't work now, I, I fear that it might never. This might be the one way that it has a chance to work. Yeah, it's a little like live golf. Um, if you got enough money, they're just going to keep ramming it through. And if the XFL is partnered up with the NFL, it looks like, so they got a very good chance. 
Dan from Saskatoon writes in and says, was Randy Ambrosi part of the NFL kickoff in week one? Nope. The Rock was. I don't know if Randy Ambrosi was part of the CFL. Oh, I see what you're saying, because the CFL doesn't want to partner with the NFL, but The Rock does. Um, I'm glad that we're kind of running out of time here. Thank you, Tuna, for telling me that we have 90 seconds left. It's just the CFL, for whatever reason, Darren, just continues to make one bad decision after another. And I could sit here and talk, and it's not even new. It's like the faces change, but the attitude's the same. I'll never forget in in Casino Regina in the late 90s, a guy by the name of Dale Joseph played for the right. Cool as hell. He's from Houston. DB, really good player. He was a good player. Um, I remember saying at that time, um, uh, it was like mid-90s, last minute of play, the RP show. At that time, I said the CFL should partner up with the NFL and be a farm league for the NFL. And he goes, oh, no, no. And people would think we're second rate. Now, what the hell are you then? What are you? Like, it's not about the talent. It's about the marketing. They ain't never going to get it, Moose. You got about 20 seconds. Never. They're never going to get it. Yeah, never going to get it. And we could get into it, but we'll save it for another day. I've got <laughs> some ideas, but we'll save it for another well, day. Well, it's not our job. Uh, okay, two and a great job, my man. Like, really good job. What do we got tomorrow? Uh, we got Ian Furness from Seattle and Paul Hendrick. It's going to be... It's just going to be fantastic. Thanks for a fun time, Moose. Thank you, viewers, for being patient with each other and me. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern here on GameFly. Who has more fun than us? (laughs) Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.